All right, fans, back here in Boston at the Garden, Saturday night, February the 8th, the World Wrestling Federation, and the drama truly unfolds in this gigantic main event. Bruno San Martino, Rowdy Roddy Piper, within the confines of a 15-foot-high steel cage, and Rowdy Roddy Piper, I can see it on your face. There's got to be tremendous concern regarding this one. Concern for what? Garbage, man? Concern for a bunch of people in Boston never had enough guts to do nothing themselves, man. Concern for taking, taking, taking a poor innocent person like myself and putting them in a cage, man. I'm supposed to be concerned for that. Putting them in a 15-foot steel cage, and the only way that I'm supposed to get out is to go over the top of the cage and fall onto the floor, 23 feet, count the apron. I'm supposed to be concerned about that, man. No, it don't concern me, huh? Don't concern me the fact that this guy who has nothing to lose, this piece sauce, humongous garlic man, sitting there going to come in there with nothing to lose other than he's lost three fights to me. Goes there screaming, crying to his little baby promoters, saying, oh, please give me Buddy Piper in a cage. I said, no problem with me. I'll go in a cage anytime I want to. Because you know what? I got my AC. All of a sudden, man, there ain't no ace. I says, what do you mean there ain't no ace? He says, ace is barred from the building. I mean, what do you mean barred from the building? He's my bodyguard. I pay him. I tell him where to go. He says, ace won't be in the building. We got cops at every door in Boston, and he can't come in. He can't buy a ticket. Now what you're doing in Boston is you're taking me, and you're putting me in a cage with an Orion gang, and you're taking my bodyguard and sending him on the mummy. Why don't you go on the mummy? I don't want Ladies to Ladies and gentlemen, he is beside himself, Roddy Piper, here on the ace. Talk about a hot topic. Bruno San Martino, welcome back to Boston. Out of that tag team, out of the last card here in town. Now, all of a sudden, it is you and Rowdy, Roddy Piper. But this match, totally different. It will take place within the confines of a steel cage. And I can tell you this. In talking to Piper, there is tremendous concern and perhaps, well, there should be on his Let part. Let me say this, Gene. First of all, as far as Piper and what he has to say, what he's blabbing on, it was my idea for the cage match. I didn't only request it, I demanded it. We have to turn the clock back a little bit. How did all this come about? First of all came the Piper's pit. This, this... Uh, I, I, there's no name that I can call him in front of a, an audience on television, but he wound up making very ugly derogatory remarks about me and my nationality. This was what brought on the first match. And what happened in that first match? Here's a man who calls me a has-been, a washed-up, the killer of the legend, he says, and he surely was going to do that to me too. But what happens? When we go into that ring, I beat this bum pillar to post. He was nothing but a bloody mess. Ah, but the brave Brody Piper, he had his ace, his bodyguard, hiding, sneaking like a thief amongst the people. What happened? Hey, bodyguard, sure I get in trouble for some reason. Please get in there and save me from this from this washed up Italian. Well, Mr. Horton did sneak in there like a thief. He did kind of the roar of the crowds did make me in time to turn around to catch him come in, and I was doing a pretty good number on him. Not only was Mr. Piper bleed like a stuffed big lay in there helpless, but when his partner, bodyguard, came in, I was doing a pretty good number on him too. But hey, I'm not Superman, I never claimed to be. Between the two of them with that with that weapon that he calls a cast in his arm. Yes, indeed. Indeed, they did a pretty good number on Bruno San Martino. <laughs> this guy's got the audacity to brag about. I then asked Paul Orndorff to be my partner for only one reason, because I wanted to get both of these two vicious jackasses, both of them in the ring, so there'll be no, none of this blubber nonsense with them. But anyway, this comes about. I'll give him credit. I'll give Piper credit. He came in with a plan this last time. He came in with a plan with him and Horton because he said, aha, well, we keep it. I still want to get this guy. We're going to pull every dirty sh Well, you know what? He kept running like a thief, running like a thief. I finally got to him, and what happened? He pulled another cheap crown of his. The referee confused with all the action going on. He was counting. Hey, he did. He raised his hand. I was supposed to be the loser. But now I wanted the cage because in the cage, Boston, Bostonians have seen him in a cage many, many times and never seen me lose. Now that I have him in a cage, now you're going to see the end of Roddy Piper. And that is a promise. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.
Lifestyle Connection. Welcome to episode number two of Territorial. I am one of your hosts, Sean Kidd, and tonight I feel like we pulled a banger of one to talk about. Um, I got to thank actually uh, one Matt Souza, uh, who does uh, Highway to the Impact Zone with us and was on the Seven Months of Danger with me uh, here on the feed. Um, I was actually researching a different feud. And he brought up this one to me that I kind of remembered, but I didn't. But it also, but it spurred my juices to go back and look. And holy shit, am I glad that I did. But before we jump into it tonight, tonight, I am joined by my partner, Scott Shiflett. Scott, how are you tonight? Sean, I am glad to be here. I just want to say thank you for asking me to be on a new new podcast adventure that we're taking where, you know, as you explained in episode one, we're not going over like you know, like something like seven months of danger or like, you know, a, a company's like whole run, like a string through a dance, both they're on these feeds and suggest you to check them out for, for your listening pleasure. Cause they're great. But with checking out just like the feuds and the time, which is a great snapshot. And, you know, this one I had heard mentioned on uh, the place to be wrestling feed, because when they were doing the Madison square garden shows, like they would talk about this, but to actually see these, like see what we're going to talk about in action and, like getting caught up with it. Like I'm like, when you say who it was, I'm going to say how, like I, I'll explain more, but just explain what we're doing tonight. I my apologies before I start ranting. Uh, no, randomly. so it's all good. So first episode, obviously I did solo. So we'll have somewhere I do solo. There'll be some shift will be on with me, but it's kind of like when I can record, I will, if it's a smaller feud, I'll probably do it by myself. If not, if it's a larger feud, kind of like this one, we'll have shift. We'll also have guest stars because I've already booked several guest stars for upcoming shows uh, that'll do these with us. Um, but tonight, Schiff, and as you said, um, Seven Months of Danger kind of spurred my thought to do this show because we covered their whole entire run. But I thought, man, you know, we love the territories. We don't have a lot of territorial pods, um, territory pods on any of the feeds. What if we kind of took a Seven Months of Danger kind of concept and just picked one feud from a territory and replayed that whole feud, like the happenings, the matches. I just talked about that um, every episode. Some might run two or three episodes. Some will go one episode like tonight. But tonight we are talking about Roddy Roddy Piper versus Bruno San Martino from 1985 and 1986. And why this one appeals to me so much is Piper has just come out of WrestleMania. Um, a few months removed from WrestleMania, you know, where he was in that big main event at the first one an attack team match against Hogan and Mr. T along with Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. And he was feuding with Mr. Paul, Mr. Orndorff at the time. So that feud was really happening at this point. Sam Martino was already on commentary at this point and he would come back for a match or so a match here or there. But this for me is like interesting because Bruno at this point, when he starts this feud is 49 years old. And a lot of this happens at house shows. Um, and what's interesting is it starts, it starts in one place then goes to another, and it covers three different areas. It covers Philly, covers Madison Square Garden, and then it wraps up in Boston. And, you know, they played some of this on um, primetime wrestling. Uh, but as far as the whole feud schematic, this played out on um, the Madison Square Network. This uh, played out on Prism. It played on the Boston feed. So if you were, like, local, holy shit, you know, you were getting the whole shebang. But Schiff... I kind of set up what we're walking into. Any thoughts before we jump into how it starts and where we go? Yeah, this, uh, you know, this might be sacrilege, uh, but I'm going to explain it. I, going into watching this, was like, I'm never the biggest Roddy Piper fan because I'd only really seen him when he had the You've never seen Vintage Piper. Exactly. Like, I'd seen him when he had fought Lawler at that horrible King of the Ring match. And now, like, I saw him in WCW, where I met, like, the, the build with Hogan, Hulk Hogan, um, in the build of Starcade 96 was great. But then, like, just so much other stuff and, like, the random one-off appearances in WWE that he would have, like, the horrible feud that Jake is – we had to watch one um, ruthlessly aggressive pod where he's, like, just not good with the Mr. America feud – and like seeing this, and I was like, "What is the big deal, really, with him?" Like, I know Damato's a big fan of Piper because, like, we had talked, like he had talked about it before on the Evolution Pod, which is in the archives on the Place to Be Nation Wrestling feed. But 
seeing this, I'm like, oh, I get it, because this man was on another level. Like, when everyone talks about how such a great a promo he is, you really see it. And you heard it at the top of the show with one of the pods, that, that one of the promos that we'll talk about later. But it, it, it was just amazing. Yeah, so here we go. So as I stated, we're going to go to our first match that kind of starts the feud. This is from August 24th, 1985 in Philly. And as I talked about, you know, Piper had been feuding with Orndorff, and now they're having this match in Philly. Um, and it's Orndorff versus Piper, but for this match, they have a special referee, and that special referee is Bruno San Martino. So Orton is out with Piper. Um, Orndorff charged the ring, and he's fired up. Um, Bruno does a foreign object check on both of them. Um, Orndorff, Orndorff just punches, elbows, and kicks Piper with, like, straight fire. The crowd is lit. <coughs> Piper rakes the eyes to stop the momentum. Bruno stops a Piper punch, and Orndorff beats up, beats Piper up, and Piper scrapes his eyes again to escape. He hits a clothesline for a slow two, and then Piper screams at Bruno. And what's interesting is Piper, Bruno really is counting slow. So they said some of the best heels um, feel like they're in the right when they turn heel, and I feel like Piper here was right because Bruno is very slow. Uh, Bruno keeps Piper from beating um, beating Orndorff and throws him off. Orndorff with a sleeper. Um, and then he, uh, Piper gets his foot on the ropes. Piper grabs a chair. Bruno goes to stop him, and Piper, instead of hitting Orndorff, hits Bruno. Orndorff goes for a pile driver, and then Orton is in. He then drops elbow on Bruno. Bruno up and clocks Orton. Orndorff chases the heels off with a chair. The bell rings. Heels turn, run to the back. Piper is DQ'd. Crowd happy. Uh, fun brawl um, was just a straight fight. I love the fire from the faces. I went two and a half. Um, again, the crowd loves Bruno. After the match interview, Bruno, Bruno says he's bitter. Um, the heels have no respect and he begs Paul to be his partner against the heels and the match is signed for the next Philly show, which we'll talk about next. Uh, Schiff, what'd you think about this whole setup and the match? I, I really liked it because like the, um, the feud sort of starts off obviously with Piper and Orndorff being, um, having issues and Bruno with Orton as, as we'll see in the next, in the, in the tag match coming up. So I, I really like how like they started off as like, ancillary characters in each other's feuds so it you know it didn't and it just came together and it looked like it came together um organically which was very nice the match was actually pretty fun like i loved like they were going after each other at the very start and bruno kept trying to you know do it and he was being like the wrestler the special like the wrestler being the special ref where it's like i'm gonna give him a little bit of leeway but not really because i gotta show him like who's in who's in charge um, like he even pushed like both wrestlers back, uh, uh, Piper and Paul. And, you know, it's, um, it, it was nice to see that he wasn't just like going against Piper. He was going against, uh, Orndorf as well. Um, the, the slow count, you know, that was pretty slow. And I love how Piper shoved Bruno and Bruno shoved Piper back. Um, and like, you know, I did like when, uh, Piper threw Paul outside and Piper screams at Bruno, start counting, start counting. Mm-hmm which I thought was great. Um, Paul, when Paul Orndorff got a sleeper hold on Piper, his selling was great. I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then we see, you know, which may be one of the catalysts for the feud is like he hit Bruno with the, in the chair with the accident by accident. And then Orndorff, I mean, uh, then Orton comes in and uses his, uh, his cast that he's had for like eight years, it seems like. But I love how then like Bruno starts fighting back and the faces drive away the heels from the ring. So I, I went two and three quarters for this. Um, and I loved how like Bruno said he was trying to get both ways, give both wrestlers leeway, and says how he bitter he is and he wants a tag match. So it's like, oh, if I was at that house show, I'd be like, I'm going to that house show when they come back around. So let me ask you a question, Shift, because for me, I feel like Piper was in the right and how he felt because Bruno, like, he would let Orndorff just beat up on Piper, but he didn't give Piper the same discretion. Like he did slow counts, he would constantly pull him off Orndorff. Do you think Piper was kind of in the right and how he felt? Because I kind of feel like he had a point in what was happening in this. Yeah, he did, but like that went out the window after he pushed him. Like yeah. when he pushed him, that's when it's like, oh well, you shouldn't have done that because he was trying to bully the ref like he normally bullies refs, and Bruno's not going to take any of that shit. Now yeah. I think Bruno is the oldest looking forty nine year old man I've ever seen before in my life. If you would have told me he was sixty three, I would have believed you. So people age differently in the eighties, and it's not like Bruno was like a big partier. Or, I don't even think he drank alcohol. I just don't know what the hell was going on with how people used to age. Well, because they they worked a real stiff kind of um, they ran, they worked a real stiff style like you know they would really like lock it in the headlocks a lot of mat work but they made it look legit back in the days and I think it kind of wear and tear your body down a little bit um, 
But Bruno's like a hoss, man. He's built like a shit brick house. Like he's just like a fucking, I don't know, man. I went and wanted to meet him in the alley. <laughs> oh, hell no. So, all right. So that's our first match. So that kicks off the feud. So we go to the next Philly show, which is September 28, 1985. And we already talked about this sets up a tag team match. It is going to be Bruno San Martino and Paul Orndorff. And they are taking on Piper and Orton. And before the match, um, we get a, a pre-match promo from Piper and Orton that we're going to play for you right now. Match you'll be telling your grandchildren about. Now, we interviewed Bruno Sammartino, and he was uh, talking about how age didn't matter and how he, how he did not like, does not like, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Want to talk about that age? Oopsie do. It's not that he doesn't like Roddy Piper. He's jealous. It's hard for an old man to sit back and watch the young new tiger lion come in and take his slot. You know, Bruno Sammartino is senile. He's an old man. He doesn't understand training techniques have changed. Athletes are better. They're tougher. They're stronger than they ever have been before. He lays a lot of names on you that are so old most of the people who would have remembered them have already died and comes out here trying to prove something to somebody. San Martino, just admit it. You're passe. This is wrestling's new legend. I'm his bodyguard and make sure bodyguard. he does exactly what he wants to do. <laughs> I love my bodyguard. So he's running eight miles a day. That's because he's afraid of his wife. You told me he lost 40 pounds. That's from emphysema and psoriasis and problems going to the body. That's why you lost 40 pounds. It wasn't to fight me you lost 40 pounds. What you did is you got yourself in this big swell where all these people, all in wheelchairs and canes and all the great... Bruno! 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 And they're falling over and people are picking them up and asking about, it ain't my fault that your hair's leaving you. That could be something to do with a 40 bucks. Had nothing to do with me. It ain't my fault that at nighttime you go straight to bed and straight to sleep. That has nothing to do with me. You want to come and fight a lion? You want to come and fight a tiger? <sighs> Help yourself, and I know you're one of my greatest fans, I, aren't you? I, I am, and, 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 and I like yeah. you, too. And in fairness yeah. to you, yeah. that, when they were counting, you had that match won, and it was going I one, that's true. two. That's I mean, true. I, I, I mean, that's 100% no one, no one brought, true. No Only that someone with a flag like that and glasses like that could be able to make an estimation like that. You're a wonderful human being. Thank well, you. we're going to see what happens right now. So, Shift, the interviewer the whole time is laughing, and he agrees with um, Piper that Bruno was slow counting in that earlier match we talked about. But I thought this is a pretty great promo from Piper and Orton. What do you think? Yeah, like, this is when, like, you know, let's talk about Piper being a great promo guy. This is when you see it. Like, he says, like, um, well, it starts off Ace saying that Piper's wrestling's new legend, which, you know, that's where Larry, Larry Zabisco probably was, like, screaming, like, I'm the legend. Um, I'm not good at impressions, so I'm not even going to try. That, that was a terrible Piper. Yeah. Um, well, I was supposed to be Larry, so there you go. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I love how Piper said Bruno is running eight miles a day to get away from his wife. And then Piper said Bruno is losing weight because of emphysema and cirrhosis. <laughs> and then said it's not to fight <laughs> Piper. And I was like, damn, like Piper's like calling him like super old, which I which I loved. Yeah, you know, there's a couple other lines in this that I thought were really cool. I love that he's, like, going in on being out an old man. He cuts on, like, Bruno talking about, like, hey, uh, all the guys Bruno used to wrestle are dead now. Um, and he says Piper's uh, Bruno's claims of running eight miles a day are running from his wife, and he lost 40 pounds from emphysema. So, like, Piper – and, oh, and then uh, talking about all the wheelchair people around Bruno and his hair falling out. Like, Piper was on his shit here. Um, yeah, it was it, awesome. It, it, I loved pitch, it. Yeah. Yeah, just awesome. So anyway, uh, the heels come to the ring, um, and immediately the fight is on before the ring announcements even end. They fight outside. Uh, they throw the heels' heads into the table. Orndorff goes to the top rope, does headbutt the Piper. Back in the ring, Orndorff uh, beats on Wales on Bruno and he'll take out both faces. Piper and Orndorff fight outside, throwing each other into the chairs. Bruno in the ring with Orton and throws him into the ring post. Orton hits Bruno in a chair with Cass. His gorilla says, ref needs to make a decision here. It's all four men keep getting in the ring and it's just chaos. Um, Piper gets a sleeper on Bruno. Orndorff off the top turnbuckle. Um, and, but then he gets uh, caught in a, uh, he gets, uh, there's a sleeper that goes on. 
Then uh, Ace tags, and then Bruno goes back in, and then he does a sleeper to him. Bruno scratches the eyes to escape, and Mule kicks Orton the gut several times. Again, all four in the ring again. The crowd is lit. They all four go outside. Piper shoves Orton into the post. San Martino from behind beats on Piper, but Orton from behind with a chair takes Bruno out. Both faces are down on the floor, and the heels get in the ring, and they actually get the count-out win, which I was shocked that, like, like literally they had both faces out on the floor, and the heels get the count-out win. Orndor throws chairs and tables in the ring, and the faces are pissed, and the heels bailed. Like, for, the ending there was almost like an ECW thing where they were just throwing shit in the ring. I thought this brawl was awesome, and I thought it was nonstop chaos because it was even hard to recap shift. I actually went three and a half on this. I actually thought this was really great. What do you think? Yeah, I went uh, three and a quarter stars. Um, I, it, it was it was awesome. Like you said, like the how much ferocity this this uh, this feud already has with all four just attacking each other before the match even starts. Like they're fighting outside, which I loved, and like they weren't even letting or- Orton couldn't even get on the apron because like they just kept hitting him, and he wasn't. And I loved how like they were. Piper, like, they're all fighting multiple times, all four in and out of the ring. Um, they used Orton's cast to hit Piper, which I thought was nice. Like, you know, they took his hand and hit him with it. Um, they did, um, and, and, like, we see how, like, vindictive Piper is because he was choking um, uh, Bruno with his shirt, which I thought was nice. And, like, it shows, like, we're just trying to get away. It was just chaos. Obviously, that's all it was. It was just chaos. Piper was actually thrown into the crowd at one point. Yep. Um, Bruno was like choking Piper to show that he's not above choking as well. And Orton hit Bruno in the head with his cast and he could try another cast shot, but missed. And like, like you said, the sleeper holds, um, a hot tag to Paul. Paul used the top rope to choke Piper and ace, um, to choke both Piper and ace Piper pokes Paul in the eye. Like everyone's like, it's like, like mass know, chaos. Like even talking about it, it's hard to talk about because it's just that chaotic. It's yeah, not- it really is. And like, you know, people used to talk about how Hogan would use heel tactics as a face. We're seeing it with Bruno and and Paul Orndorff right here. Um, I was just shocked how much the ref like allowed because of the multiple chair shots. And I was uh, shocked that they got counted out and like, you know, the bad guys won. Like I went three and a quarter. I thought it was great. Yeah. So really fun follow up. So the first two matches of this feud have been really, really good, but um, this tag team match for its time period being an 85, I was absolutely shocked at the kind of match they did, which is great. All right. So we're going to fast forward three weeks later and we're going to October 21st, 1985. And this is a live Piper's pit. Um, so this also aired on primetime. So Piper's in the ring and he's kind of a promo on Bruno saying, uh, he's in the back trying to make himself look younger crowd chants <laughs> Bruno and says he doesn't need to be afraid of him and to come down. Uh, Bruno, he says, Bruno should play for the Yankees. They can't hit anything either. Uh, the ring announcer tells Piper Bruno will only come out if he announces him as the living legend, which the crowd eats up. Piper sa- uh, says as he's announcing ladies, oh, we are in the, he's going to say ladies and gentlemen, but he says, as he says ladies, oh, we are in New York. There are no ladies. So then he says people of New York um, and introduces the living legend, Bruno San Martino. Bruno comes out. Piper grabs the mic and says, you want to interview me, get rid of... Uh, he, so Bruno grabs the mic and says, you want to interview me, get rid of this garbage, and points at Orton. He tells Piper um, to have the guts to interview him one-on-one, or he'll get one of his friends from the back, which Piper screams no. Piper sends Orton away, and he and Bruno meet eye-to-eye sitting in the chairs. Piper's all over him with the old jokes and makes a garlic a garlic much joke. Then Piper calls him which ugly... Which was great. Mo- great. And then Piper calls him ugly multiple times. Crowd is popping for the living legend term, and Piper asks if he brought his whole family with him. Bruno says they call him the living legend because he met many big mouth people and shut them up. And at that point, they both stand up. And at this point, um, I'm going to play for our audience uh, what happens after they both stand up. So everyone give this a listen. By the way, in Italy, we don't wear skirts. getting smart because I said it before I won't take it from you. Now interview me like a man or just walk out of here. Do you think, sit down then. If you want to be interviewed like a man, you sit down like a man. 
You think 15 years ago, when you were in your prime 15 years ago, do you figure that you could at least stand a lick of a chance against someone like myself who is in my prime now? There is a big difference. I want you to think. I know, I know that it is hard for you to think. I know, take your time. I did not make the question too hard. I realize that your ears are all nasty and naughty. I know that your nose is smeared all over your face. There is nothing wrong with me. Do you think in your wildest dreams, after 15 years, that you could even come close? I faced the best in the world, and if you were around 15 years ago, I would have squashed you like a grape, and I'll squash you like a grape now. So, Schiff, just great stuff here, really over the top. I mean, the WAP comment um, does not hold up well at overall, but the way it lights off and gaslights Bruno and the straight fire and just the way the crowd just wants to see these two kill each other. Both these guys did their job amazingly in this promo. What do you think of this? Yeah, it's one of the crutches that the feud is built on because uh, Bruno will specifies multiple times in interviews later on that uh, he insulted me and my heritage. And like, so like, obviously that stuck in his crawl, which I liked, but also Bruno did insult Piper's, um, Kilt. heritage. Yeah, yeah. Cause he says he's from Italy and Italy, we don't wear skirts. And mm-hmm. then Piper did respond. Well, it's not me who has a fat puke son ruining daddy's name, which was amazing line. Yes. Um, and I just love the ending, how like they got physical and Piper attacked him with the chair. And then we had baby faces running and it sets the stage for another banger of a match. Yeah, what's interesting is they did this in um they did this in Madison Square Garden, so they didn't really do a match here, but we find out later why they did this in Madison Square Garden, which I thought was really cool because they do another Piper's Pit in Boston where they actually leak up that why Bruno did this in Madison Square Garden, which was a nice storyline narrative for the, those in Boston that didn't see Madison Square Garden, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, coming out of this, we go, let's see. So that was on the 21st of 85. We are now going to the 26th of October, 1985, and we're back in Philly. So the third match um, of this series with these two. So this feud started back in August of 85, and now we're in October of 85. And if I'm a Philly fan, holy shit, I'm eating this up. So this is a steel cage match. So it's a steel cage tag team rematch. And it's Piper Norton versus Bruno and Mr. Wonderful. And again, um, a steel cage tag team match, you know, back in the days, I don't think they did many of these. Uh, but the feud has brewed nicely on the house show circuit, like I said, since August, and has led to this where it all began. So only one member of the team needs to leave the cage to give their team the win. So in traditional tag team cage matches now, both members of the team have to leave. And this one, only one member of the team. Also, all four men are allowed in the ring at the same time. So really a great follow-up to last month's tag team war um, when the ref couldn't keep all four out of the ring. So you just make it a cage match. So like the last match, all four brawl in the ring to start going in on each other. Heels on the advantage of Bruno and immediately starts bleeding. Um, Orndorff goes on an offense, taking on both as Bruno is beaten down. But Bruno jumps up and throws Orton into his cage multiple times. Then Wonderful does the same to Piper, and the crowd is absolutely losing it. 
Um, everyone but Orndorff is now bleeding at this point. These guys keep slugging the shit out of each other. At one point, Bruno looks like he's smiling while he's punching Orton. Um, Bruno's having a time of his life at this at the age of 49. Uh, Piper claims to escape, and Orton pulls his tights down, showing his ass. Roddy is over the top of the cage, but Orndorff grabs him and pulls him back in. Um, this continues to be bonkers with these guys just throwing bombs and throwing each other in the cage and bleeding everywhere. Uh, there's a double reverse chin lock spot by the heels that seems not necessary and kind of slows the match down a little bit. Their faces grab each other. Uh, they grab each other's hands and they come back and again beating up on the heels. Orton and Orndorff are fighting at the top of the cage. Orton is dangling uh, off the side. They both straddle the cage and just potato each other. They both climb down and Orndorff throws Orton's head into the cage. And as as Orton as Orn, as, Orn, as Orndorff rebounds off the throw. He falls to the floor and wins, and Orton goes back in the ring, and the heels beat up Bruno. Orndorff fights to get back into the cage and then climbs cage to get in, but heels bail as he gets in. Holy shit, Shift, this was fucking great. Hot crowd, all four bled. Bruno took a beating and leaves this. And it, again, this feud continues to brew. It's not over. I actually went four stars on this. I fucking love this match. What about you? Yeah, this match was awesome. Um, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, we're only, like, <laughs> in the middle of this feud. Uh I love how like all like they were actually blood, which I was kind of shocked with WWF having blood even in 1985 because it wasn't seen a lot. Um, <clears throat> everyone's being thrown on to the cage. I loved um, like the, when they do the spotted grabbing Orton's cast and Piper with it again. Like it's this is just a battle. They all hate each other. Um, and I love like the constant teases of everyone. Um, I love like when the heels were down, like you said, with the when the faces were down, with the heels just wanted to inflict more damage. Uh, and Paul Orndorff was the last one to bleed, but he bled a lot. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, you know, uh, Paul actually did fall to the ground first, which he wouldn't do in the Hogan feud. So, you know, maybe he didn't learn some lessons from this. I do love that when they won, it's not like they won immediately because Paul got thrown in the guardrail. Ace locks the door and Piper's just beating down Bruno. Like, uh, I love Bruno being choked by Piper. P- Paul starts climbing the cage and Ace just hits him. And Ace hits Bruno with the cast and they leave. I went four stars as well. This was amazing. Like I was like, oh my god, like what 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 is going on type deal. Yeah, go out of your way to watch this one. This one is fucking amazing. So, all right, so we fast forward. So the feud's clearly not over. I mean, yes, the faces won, but Bruno got the shit kicked out of him in the end. So the heels got their heat back. So we are now going to Boston. And the rest of this feud plays out in Boston from here on out. So we are November 9th, 1985. And it is another Piper's Pit. So this is Pit. Um, other thing to add as a kid or as a young fan, um, back in the day, on the MSG Network. Uh, but it's the same setup. So they have the two chairs set up in a ring. Piper's out with Orton. He calls everything in Boston old. So you kind of brought up like the whole theme of this. They either go after Bruno's age or they go after his heritage. And that's really what this is built off of. Um, what's, so here's where it really got cool. So he said he wanted to talk to a beautiful lady in Boston, but he couldn't find any, but saw many boys dressed as ladies. Piper brings up the MSG Piper's pit and said, Bruno committed the two. Um, and I thought that was really great continuity for those that hadn't saw what happened in Madison Square Garden to link it here to continue the feud. Piper then looks taken aback and stunned and goes quiet. Um, and he said that someone, and he says, someone, he stops. This shocked me. He says, someone has a sign that says Piper has AIDS. Piper I was said he's blown not, away by that. Blown, blown away. And Piper says he's not from the U.S. And it originated in the U.S. And he goes off on the guy. And I said, holy shit. Piper actually physically had to pause to get his gatherings around how he was going to handle it because that could have gone really south. But anyway, he says, Brito and MSG, why he tore his shirt off and New York thinks he's a legend is there as much garbage as he is. Bruno comes running out. Bruno says he agreed to two pits, and he writes Piper on being an asshole and warned him. The crowd loud, loudly chants for Bruno, said Piper made a big mistake making fun of him and his nationality, and Piper will pay, but he's here to do the pit, um, and if he says one derogatory thing, he will shove the mic down Piper's throat. Piper calls Bruno a piece of crap, then slaps him, goes to walk out, and Bruno attacks Booth, him, and Norton, and then he begins paintbrushing, and we're going to play how this all plays out for you right now. You know, you know what I think? I think you're a piece of 
and then got leveled from behind with the cast of Ace Orton. And now both of them doing the number here on the living legend. Oh, look at that. Despicable. San Martino kicked in the groin area. There goes Ace Orton along with Piper. This is the second time these two have met in Piper's pit. And San Martino reeking with pain in the center of the ring. As Lord, that was just despicable. It was, but it was only to be expected. You can't go into a ring where there's two men. I think Bruno should have been better advised to do that. He should have said his piece and left the ring. Well, Instead of which, he became involved in that, and that was a bad mistake. Well, he didn't show the uh, foresight that he did in Madison Square Garden when he insisted that Ace Orton go back to the dressing room before he went into the ring and started his pit with Roddy Piper, and he did so. Yeah, he could have handled either of those two men separately, but not the two of them together. He made a just a bad, bad Especially with that cast. Oh, he just with whacked cast, San yeah. Martino from the blind side in the back of the neck. Right, and then Roddy Piper comes right back and kicks San Martino right into the groin. Let's All right, Schiff, another fucking amazing Piper's pit. The the AIDS line, very 80s. Seeing Piper thrown off his game is something you never saw, and it really was a moment in time. And then these guys just, oh, my God, so much fire going into this. So, Schiff, what would you think about this whole Piper's pit? Eh, oh. Like the um, the aid sign, guys, it wasn't like just a normal sign. This was like someone bought like a sheet. That's yes. how big it was. It was like for a bed sheet or something. I was just like, holy shit. Um, I will say Piper did say like the guy probably didn't have a date until he was 45. Which was like, Yeah, Piper shits on the guy, which, you know, of course he should. Yeah, and he said uh, Piper made Bruno cry. He says the fans and Bruno's are pieces of garbage. I agree. Um, I love Bruno saying like the biggest mistake. Piper made the biggest mistake when he insulted Bruno's ethnicity, like you said. And like Bruno was paintbrushing him, and I I, I love like he was like just bitch smacking him. And then Orton hitting him with the cast, and then um you know for the little little thing at the end, uh Piper kicked Bruno in the nuts and spit on him, the ultimate sign of disrespect. So uh, I thing thing is getting dangerously close to being molten. Sean. Yeah, like it's an uh, age joke in 1985. Like, holy shit. Yeah, so we've so yeah, so we got the age joke. We got so we've literally, if you look at it from a timestamp standpoint, the age thing probably wouldn't hold up. The WAP joke clearly wouldn't, but they were doing shit in the 80s that you would never ever get away with today. Like, no way whatsoever. So anyway, this brings us to a month later, um, and we're actually finally getting a singles match. It'll be Bruno San Martino. Uh, versus Roddy Piper uh, here at the Boston Gardens. Uh, but before the match, uh, Piper cut a pretty much promo that we're going to play for everybody right now. Then I get to sit back and watch the lev- the legend destroyer, Rowdy Roddy well. Piper, take <laughs> care of that Italian picture of uh, David San Martino on a late on a Saturday night there. Bruno, you ought to be real proud of your son there. Get a nice picture of that. Hey, David, do you know why this match is being held at 1.30 in the afternoon in the Boston Garden? Because <laughs> Bruno can't stay up that late. He's too old to stay awake that late to fight at night. Do you think for one second that you're looking at a guy with more confidence than him? his entire life. You think for one second this, this guy with this nasty hair weaving and that wonderful Italian nose uh, that goes like this and them pretty, pretty garlic ears that come in. It's going, do you know all of a sudden that Bruno Sammartino wants to back out of this match? Do you know he doesn't want nothing to do with it? He's running scared! Boston Garden, is he chasing David? What is he doing? So, Chef, a real short kind of promo. Um, I think the highlight for me was uh, Piper said, well, it makes sense we're doing a matinee show because Bruno's too old to stay up, which made me laugh. What did you think of this promo? Yeah, that was that was great. And he also had a cardboard of um, some chick, and Piper says it's David San Martino, which, like, God damn, Piper. And I'm shocked we never got, like, Piper beating the hell out of David San Martino as, you know, like, uh, yeah, that build is up what, this heat. 
Yeah, you know, that is one interesting element. You would have thought that he could have inserted David into this, or at minimum, you would have had David and Bruno versus Piper Norndorf at some point. I know they tag team eventually, but I don't think it's not part of this feud at all. But um, all right, so we're going to jump right into the match. So this is our fourth match of the show, that, of this feud, and it is Bruno versus Piper proper. So these two go right at it while being introduced. Bruno gets the edge um, on a slugfest and goes outside and throws Piper into the post and into the chairs. Piper's bleeding. Bruno is just kicking his ass as Jesse Gorilla bring up what great shape Bruno is in. Bruno shoves the ref and apologizes, and Piper does an arm to uh, Bruno's groin to escape the pummeling. Piper slugs Bruno to the outside, and visually this looked really great as he leapt between the ropes and straight to the floor. Like, Bruno literally took a hit and literally just fell, like, out of the out on the floor, which looked like a brutal bump. It looked um, horrible. Yeah, for an older guy, brutal bump. Back on the floor, Piper tries to run to the back, but Bruno grabs him and throws him into the ring. Piper calls over to the ropes and reaches for something at an announce table to use, but Bruno grabs him by the trunks back into the ring. These guys continue to speak the shit out of each other until Orton runs in to save Piper, and Bruno blocks a punch from him and starts beating on him, too. Uh, we get a DQ, and this match only lasted four minutes. Uh, Bruno beats up both heels and goes to take uh, Orton's cast off, but uh, heels finally get advantage and tie Bruno into the ropes and beat him down to allow uh, booze. Bruno wins by DQ. Um, again, another really, really solid match here. Um, I went three and a quarter stars on it. It was only four minutes, but holy shit, it was lit, Chef. Yeah, I, I went I went two and a half. Um, it, it, was, it was hot, but it's just like, it felt like... It was short. It was, just, it was just a little bit of a taste. I did like how Piper was bleeding um, when he got thrown into the ring post. So it's like, yeah, we're, we're going to do a lot in our six minutes here. Most of this fighting was outside, um, you know... Uh, I loved how they were just fighting all over the place with this. And like Bruno like throws him out and Piper was actually begging out. Um, and like Piper was then hitting Bruno with hammer locks, which I was like, damn. Um, <laughs> I love how Piper claimed a low blow and the ref yelled at Bruno. Like it was such a asshole heel thing where he didn't even hit him in the nuts, but he's like, I got hit in the nuts. And the ref is dumb and yells at him afterwards. Um, I did like how the ref was thrown away and Bruno was being double teamed and they wrapped Bruno up in the ropes and just beating him down. And um, like Piper disrespecting Bruno again by another slap in the face. And uh, Jesse had some great lines here, but the one I got here is that this may put Bruno into retirement. And, you know, when Jesse's saying something like that, it's like something you got to think of like, damn, is this really the end of, um, of Bruno here because it was such a vicious beatdown. Correct. And by the way, Bruno at this point is 50. His birthday, I believe, was in October, November. So he is 50 officially now. Um, so, yeah, so this the feud continues. So we are now going to our fifth match um, and we're going a month later. We are now in a new year. It is January 11th, 1986. We are still in Boston and it's another tag team match. So Bruno and Orndorff. Versus Piper Norton here in a tag team match. So kind of reverse. So here in Boston, we had the Bruno versus Piper match first. Now we're going to do the tag team match. So um, we are, and again, shift, we are in month five of this feud, by the way. Um, and we're also into the new year. So as poor Norm, these four just start brawling. Orton has cast on two. It's, I'm sorry, Orndorff at this point has a cast on two. And he immediately hits uh, Orton outside with it. Then he nails Piper with it as Bruno holds him. Orndorff does double noggin knocker to both heels. Orndorff walks over, uh, works over Piper. Uh, both sides, eventually we slow down and we get tags. Orton grabs Bruno and Piper paintbrushes Bruno in the face. Bruno fights back and Piper bails outside, but Bruno chases him. Orton hits Bruno off the apron and then Piper with a wooden chair to Bruno's back. Bruno is thrown head first into the stairs. Bruno gets worked over a bit, but makes the tag and Orndorff comes off rope with his cast on the Piper. Orndorff goes for a pile driver while the ref is distracted with Bruno, but Orndorff off the top rope with his cast on Orndorff. Piper covers and only gets a two count. Orton takes the heel heat as they work him over for a little bit. One spot I liked was Orton tagging Piper, then immediately and jump in front of a Bruno, who's crawling to his corner and shoving him backward to make sure he didn't tag. Oh, it was, was really great. great. Fantastic. Uh, the heel heat and the tag work was great. Bruno finally tagged in, and he and Piper immediately go outside to fight. Um, Orndorff and Orton are fighting in the ring. They collide in ring, and Orton falls to the outside, and Orndorff falls to the mat. Bruno picks up a chair and threw it at Piper, but Piper ducked. Piper rolls into the ring and the bell rings. Orton and Piper again win the tag match on a countout. The heels immediately bail. So I didn't think it was as good as the last tag team match they did. and thought the ending was out of nowhere and actually made the faces look weak, in my opinion. I only went two and a half. It was a great brawl. I didn't like the ending at all, Shift. What would you think? Yeah, I went uh, two and three quarters. I didn't like the ending here. Um, you know, but it's still setting up to where, like, none of these have pinned each other. They've all been, like, you know, schmoss finishes. 
But uh, one thing you didn't mention uh, was um, I'll get to it in a minute. But I, I did like how like Paul had a cast too, so he was using that as an equalizer. Uh, it's like, oh, Orton can do it. I'm gonna do it too. Uh, Orton holding Bruno and Piper just slapping Bruno again with the def- disrespect. And Piper hits Bruno with the chair, and no disqualification. And like Jesse even says, like the ref has no control. Like how you said, Piper got um, Piper throws Bruno in the steps and everything. Um, but like I love how Paul went for a pile driver as well, but then Ace just hit Paul with the cast in the head, and it was like, no, you're not doing like because that was his finishing move. It's not gonna happen. Um, and then like Piper's in control and goes and hits Bruno when he was reaching for the tag. Like this is later on. I'm just doing my my highlights. Um, what what I did like was funny was Paul tried to sunset flip and he was able to get Piper down, but Piper's ass was out and it was pixelated the rest of the match because Piper <laughs> I guess didn't realize that yes. three quarters of his ass was out. But it was like that the rest of the match. Um, I did like uh. <sighs> You know, like Bruno was trying to hit Piper with a chair. So it's like these guys are both fighting dirty. Uh, I went two and three quarters, wasn't a fan of the count out finish, but it was it was a nice little sprint. Not as good as the cage match, but, um, you know, we'll get to the, the great match of this feud coming up. Yeah. So this takes us to the end. So we are now six months. This feud has been playing out like it's amazing how they did this on the house show circuit playing a six month feud. But anyway, we are back in Boston and it's um. It's a cage match, and it's Bruno versus uh, Piper in a cage. And before, if you listen to the beginning of this pod, um, I played the two promos between Piper and Bruno that they did before this cage match. So, Chiff, I'll ask your opinion, but like for me, uh, Piper, when his promo was super pissy, I had to be in a cage. Orton was barred. He was flipping out. And then Sam Martino on his did a really good job of kind of summarizing the feud and how it's played out. Like we've talked about the whole thing. He did a really good job um of like really setting the stage for how long this is going on while we're here called orton called uh piper and orton uh jackasses and again really really good uh recap of the feud and why we're here i mean what do you think of these two promos yeah piper's promo was good he said am i supposed to be concerned for the people in boston no and i was like you know piper i agree with you uh and like calling bruno a piece of garlic was funny and piper was right he said he bruno's lost three times um, and then he calls Bruno an orangutan, which <laughs> – all right, Piper. Uh, Bruno says it was his idea for the cage, and he said Orton sneaking around on him is why we have the cage. So it's like simple and to the point, and it's uh, it's leading up to this, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, you know, the promo work I – mean, listen, you always hear how great Piper is on the mic. Like his mic – and even Bruno during this has been great, but Piper's mic work. And again, you know, you brought up a good point earlier that if you only watch WCW Piper, you didn't really get like how great Piper was. Like I could even tell you in the early 80s, like Mid-Atlantic Piper, like I've watched, which we will cover one of his feuds on this in a future episode for Mid-Atlantic. But uh, hopefully for me with you, you got a nice little, you got a bigger understanding of Piper and why he's one of the all-time greats I have, based on the stick mic, on the mic. Yes. Yeah, right. I, I definitely agree. All right. So here we are, big cage match. Um, one of the greatest of all time, Bruno San Martino, longest reigning WWF champion of all time at this point. All roads lead to here. Now, Schiff, uh, after six months, uh, do you know why this card at Boston is famous besides this match? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. This is also the house show where Randy Macho Man Savage became the Intercontinental Champion, defeating Tito Santana. Oh, wow. So if you came to this card, yes. So if you came to this card, you got Santana losing the the title to Savage. You also had Morocco versus Steamboat, which could be a whole nother feud we could cover on this pod at some point. So you really had a banger of a card. Like, if I'm in Boston, holy shit, I'm loving life right now. So, but anyway, Piper's out in the Chicago Bears 86 shirt that pops Jesse that he's wearing in Boston. Uh, Piper has a William Perry poster and puts it on the cage and then has a Jim McMahon one that he puts on the other side of the cage. Bruno immediately in and throws Piper into well, the cage multiple. Well, go ahead. You, you know why that was, right? Yeah, because of the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. They had just beat him. And yeah. also Piper shirt that he was wearing had the number 46 on the back. That's how much the Bears scored. Yeah. So I actually did watch football back at this time. Okay. Right? I was just, hey, I was just wanting no, to let you know, Sean. Honestly, honestly, 86 might be the last year that I really paid attention <laughs> to football, to be honest with you. 
Um, so anyway, uh, Bruno immediately in and throws Piper into the cage multiple times, makes Piper a bloody mess immediately. Bruno then starts shoving the posters down Roddy's throat and also tried to stick one up his ass, which fucking fucking made me pop big time. He rips Piper shit off and chokes him. Bruno's just kicking his ass. Bruno goes to walk out of the cage, but Roddy crouches him from behind. Piper puts the posters on Bruno's head and stomps on him as the crowd chants Bruno. Then he, uh, then, um, then he chokes Bruno again um, and then grabs him again. Piper climbs up top, uh, but he is pulled down. Uh, Bruno punches Piper's face and sends him back uh, head first into the cage. Both trade places multiple times trying to get in and out of the cage. The two of them slug it out in the ring as Piper's tights are below his ass at this point. Uh, Piper is thrown into the cage again, but Piper gets back into control and climbs the cage to escape. Bruno punches him in the balls and Piper falls. Yeah, right in the dick, Pike. Right in the dick. Yeah. And Piper's convulsing. Uh, Bruno crawls into the cage and Piper grabs him while dangling out of the cage. Bruno grabs a wood chair and clocks Piper with it. And then Bruno escapes through the door and wins. Piper is an absolute bloody mess. Slams the wood chairs down angrily and shatters it. Schiff, again, another banger match. I loved it. Absolute war. And both of them went all out. I love the finish. I love the multiple escape attempts. Um, I love the ending where he just reached out of the door and grabbed the chair and hit it over Piper for the win. I went four stars on this. What a fucking great wrap up to this feud. What'd you think? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I will say at the start of the match, Jesse has a great line that says Bruno just stuck to commentating and he doesn't do that well. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And and Piper just bringing full heel heat, like with the Super Bowl shirt and like with like the the posters, which I thought and that he put up. And Bruno is like the man of the people, which which was like his thing. And he was just beating like Piper was bleeding bad. Like I was shocked at how much he was bleeding in, in WWF. That was like an NWA ble- yes. uh, bleeding that, that we saw here. And like Bruno was bleeding, like Piper was bleeding so much that Bruno had the blood all over his chest. Oh, it was so great though. Like even at one point in the match, the commentators go, I can't tell if that's Bruno's or Piper's because there was, you just get all over him. It's great. And, and one thing that I really loved was Piper was actually selling the blood loss. Like he would do something and like fall to the ground, like the blood loss, like he was kicking Bruno and then like fell down. Like, he was like, oh, like, the blood was just too much. Um, You know, I love, like, Piper trying to get out and Bruno just not letting him. And, like, we finally do have Bruno bleeding because he got thrown in the cage. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it, it was great. Like, this was, like, a, the whole feud was just, like, hate-fueled from the start. And in the way it ends with Bruno actually, you know, hitting him in the dick and getting out and then grabbing a chair and beating him down more. I went yeah. four and a quarter. This was great. You know, I could probably go four and a quarter, too. I mean, the ending is great. Like, just the wood chair, like, just dangling out of the door. and Like, couldn't have come up with a better finish or end to this feud. It was amazing. So, all right. So, Schiff, we just took the six-month journey of Piper versus Bruno. So, now we're going to talk about start, middle, end, what our best match was at a feud, and then if we would recommend. So, for me, I'll do with the start. So, for me, I love the simplicity of it starting as Bruno as a special ref. Then it transitioned to a tag partner, and then it went going from there. Um Piper bringing in the um, bringing in his heritage and then his age into it. Uh, Bruno taking offense to those things. Uh, really, just the whole chain of events in the start from the first match. Um, and it, I just thought the start was amazing, and I just thought it was great. What'd you think of the start of the feud? Yeah, I, I thought the start of it uh, was great as well. I loved how like you even brought it up how the start of the feud how it moved from Piper and Paul Orndorff to Piper and Piper and Piper and Orndorff and Orton and um mm-hmm. and Bruno and it then moved from Piper to Bruno, so I, I really loved that. Um, like it was, it, it was a hell of a start of a feud. All the matches were there was no like, oh, we're gonna feel each other out. No, these were wars that they yep. that these guys went to. Yeah, now take me to the middle. I see. I think it was great as it carried the whole six months and it, it, the bit six months led. Um, to the biggest matchup with the two with some great mix of tag matches, single matches, a cage match, um, two cage matches, um, promos across three different cities. I think the middle couldn't have been done better. I think it was perfect. Yeah, it was definitely led by the um, I think Piper's led by pits. The, the, led by the Piper's pits. I did have a little bit of an issue with that six-minute match that you went three and a quarter on. I went two and a half. That was our biggest difference. I just felt that really wasn't needed, per se, um, because you'd already had the hot tag team matches. But you know, it's not a deal breaker for me. Yeah, I mean, it's listen, only six minutes. If you're, if you know what, you bring up a good point because if you bring up your end game, if your end game is going to be a one-on-one match between these two, it should have just been the cage match itself. But you got to remember one thing: 
back in those days, those in Boston didn't know what they were doing elsewhere. So for them, that was the only match they knew they were getting between the two, right? So, uh, but I see your point wholeheartedly. Like if I'm going to watch this in a vacuum like we did, I would only want them to have the one match one-on-one and I wouldn't want it to be the cage match to end the whole thing. That's what I would want. Um, all right, let's talk about the end. Uh, I thought it was a fitting end, one-on-one cage match, and it brought it to a well-rounded end with a banger of a fucking match. So I think the end was perfect. What'd you think? Oh, you couldn't you couldn't ask it any better. The pre-match promos where they put it all on the line, and then the fucking cage match was awesome. Yep. So uh, best match of the feud for me, it was the final cage match. But I would also say go out of your way and watch the steel cage tag team match from Philly. Both of those matches are amazing. What'd you think? Um, yes, I would, um, yes, the cage match, both cage matches, that's what I have on, on the ones to watch for, and the 11-9 Piper's Pit. Yeah. Which, yep. you know. But, I, yeah, if you wanted to simplify it, I'd say watch both Piper's Pits and watch both those cage matches. That's boom, what I would boom. say. If you to, yeah. Boom. Sean just mic drop right there. Yeah, yeah. Watch the two Piper's Pit, watch the two cage matches, and you encompass the whole feud if you really wanted to play it out. All right. Um, recommend watching this feud for me. 1,000, 100%. I even just told you if you wanted to shorten what you watched, what four things to watch. Uh, but it was a really great feud. Got folks into the arena and still utilized Bruno in a bigger way. Piper's mic work, also second to none and very controversial. Um, start to finish, this whole thing was freaking great, Chef. Yeah, um, like for someone like me who wasn't even like the biggest Piper fan, like I love this feud. And like, it, you know, it, it's it's great. I, I want everyone to go check it out. Yeah, and you know what I love that you like it because obviously this is not your wheelhouse or time frame. So the fact that you're a more traditional wrestling person and I'm not, and the fact that you could go back and watch this time frame and enjoy this as much as I did, that's one of the reasons why I wanted you to co-host with me because you're going to be one to call it, hey, this is old school bullshit. Oh, this is old school great. You're going to call it one way or the other. So I'm really glad you enjoyed this one. Yeah, and it's not a product of its time, which like, you know, we, even myself, we have stuff through rose colored glasses and with this one it's not which yep. it, it's very good yeah and, and I, would, I you know what i wish i could go back and like i wonder who booked this like you know like if you were I, it would be like just so simple like if you could just have a feud as simple as this today oh my god this is so good but anyway so kind of to wrap this up bruno um would go on to wrestle some more in so what's interesting is um so those are last savage right yeah so they're like yeah so this yeah so in november when he injures steamboat there's a great feud that starts between them um to bridge a gap between steamboat coming back which we might cover one day on another pod i mean we got a ton of things to cover so we might get to it eventually um and then piper uh, i think uh actually sam martino's last match is a tag team match with hogan um and I can't remember who it's with, but it's the 1987 that Bruno actually has his last final match um, in a tag team match with Hogan. As far as Piper goes, um, 86 in September of this year is when he turns face and you have the whole flower shop. Adrian Adonis build the WrestleMania and then he retires in 87 and he comes back multiple times. But we might cover that Adrian um, feud as well at some point. Like 80, this 85 to 87 run of WWF has so many good things. But we have a lot more territory to cover. So on our next episode, um, we will be doing a match from mid or a tag team feud from mid south, um, and it is Magnum TA who Shift you know very well from Crock yes. and Roll, and Mr. Wrestling Two versus the Midnight Express, um, and a very well known feud in mid south from '84. So we'll cover um, '83, '84, um, which we will cover on the next episode. But we also have stuff coming up to so Shift. I know you had specially requested stuff from Smoky Mountain. So um, yes, I, have, I, have a, I have a couple Smoky Mountain feuds in the pipeline. I have some Mid-South, uh, Mid-Atlantic feuds in the pipeline. Um, more AWA world-class feuds in the pipeline. UWF in the pipeline. So we easily have 50 feuds already that I have mapped out we could do. And probably some I'll throw in between. But um, So Shift, before we go, so this is your first episode of Territorial because I did the first one alone. What would you think? Did you enjoy yourself? Do you enjoy the concept? What do you think? Oh, yeah, I definitely can't wait to see what happens. I think these are nice little, not full-blown books, but nice little chapter marks into the world of professional wrestling and the history that, you know, I'm not saying it's lost, but, you know, I I, I go on, like, Squared Circle on Reddit, and people were like, yeah, I was 10 years old in 2011, and now I feel how you feel, Sean, when I'm like, 
yeah, 98, like, I know we're not, like, we joke and call you, like, old and everything, but we're not that far apart, but it's like, damn, when someone's like, I was 10, it's like, well, I got, I got some shows you need to watch, and I got you some podcasts you need to listen to to learn about this, and I hope people can come away from this podcast with wanting to check out more when we tell them to go what to watch or anything, or check out the whole feud, like, it, it that, that Piper and Bruno thing was so great, like, I wouldn't watch the six-minute match because it wasn't that good, but everything else was off the charts. Yeah. And, you know, here's here's my whole thought with this is, you know, we do NWA crock and roll and we cover everything that happens like every month with every wrestler. Seven months of danger covered every single thing with the Dangerous Alliance. And with this, to your point, the reason why I like the title territorial is, is because and I and I know we joked about it on another show. It's a tutorial of the territories and you could just pick matches here and there from each year or whatever and just focus on one feud and it really is to me like a book where you could just have different chapters from different places throughout time of wrestling and i really hope people that listen to this because i know i know our the ptbn feed and the north south feed has a mostly modern day wrestling fans my hope is everybody can listen to this and really like learn history and kind of come on a journey with us because for me it's also me learning like i even said on this one um i knew this existed I never watched it, but holy shit, am I glad I am because it might be one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I can't wait, especially the Smoky Mountain stuff, because that's like something that I, I remember watching like some when I was a little kid, but I, I I didn't know what the hell was going on type deal. Yeah, Smoky Mountain has a run from 92, 95. And you know what? And I won't get too much into it, but I've done a really big watch of it. And it is very Crockett wrestling. It's Crockett booking in 9295. It's I mean if you if you watch Crockett in 86, Smoky Mountain kind of takes the same method of booking and it's really fucking good for its time frame. But anyway, with that, um we will be back on our next episode, episode number 3 like I talked about from a feud from Mid-South. Until then everybody, um hope you enjoyed the show and we will talk to you then. I should ever go.